Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith and today we are at Talking Ethics. The Baylor Ethics Initiative is a community of scholars across campus who engage in purposeful conversation to consider transdisciplinary ethical issues and to elevate the role of ethics in their research and teaching. They do so across groups within the initiative, bioethics, data ethics, ethics and leadership, and global ethics. Today we are joined by Paul Martins and Elise Edwards. Dr. Martins serves as Baylor Ethics Initiative Director and convener of the Global Ethics Research Group, along with his role as Associate Professor of Ethics. Dr. Elise Edwards serves as Assistant Professor of Religion and Ethics in Leadership Working Group co-convener, and they're both with us today on the program. Dr. Edwards, Dr. Martin, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks, Derek. Well, we're going to dive into the work that you and fellow faculty across campus are are, are doing to really, it feels like in a lot of ways, sort of uh, bridge some gaps to, to discuss ethics that that relate to a number of different uh, different disciplines across campus. And I'd like to ask you both, uh, just to start, if we were to eavesdrop on some of the conversations taking place within the groups, within the ethics initiative, uh, what, what are some of the conversations we might we might hear? Well, that's a, that's a good question and a terrible way to start. Uh, in many <laughs> ways, because many of our conversations are incredibly mundane, um, mm-hmm. working, uh, trying to figure out what each other does, um, what each other teaches, how we're thinking about our research. And so many of the questions are simply um, getting to know one another at a, at a deeper level and understanding kind of how we're thinking about these questions. Of course, these then hopefully and generally lead to much more kind of pointed and sometimes very encouraging, exciting conversations about shared research agendas, uh, shared priorities, shared possibilities for working with students and in the community. And, uh, and I think each of our groups have very different um, content to their conversations. But I think in many ways there's there's some formal similarities here as we work beyond the getting to know you, getting to understand um, one another, which always takes more time than you imagine because that's what good communication does, um, to share projects that hopefully then can reshape um, our own agendas, but more importantly, our students as we engage them. Yeah, I, I, I hear a lot of conversations, or we have a lot of conversations in our group that are really about trying to figure out what's next. So like Paul said, those can be kind of mundane. It's figuring out what our research areas are, where the overlap is. But it's also very exciting to begin to ask also how we can help each other and what resources we need, what would better um, supplement our work, what would promote it, what would allow us to grow in ways uh, that help the community and the university. So those are all pretty exciting, but uh, it's a lot of uh, planning, looking at the calendar and uh, the next semester, saying what's coming down the line, what can we offer, uh, how can we do that. Now, you all are united by the fact that you're Baylor faculty with uh, an interest in going deeper into the ethical issues related uh, to your your field and then, and then sharing that with, with your students. What are some of the other things that you would say uh, unite someone, whether you're a, whether in religion, whether you're in a, uh, a STEM field, whether you're in, a, in another area of the humanities? What are some of the common bonds that, that kind of tie you all together as members of the Ethics Initiative? 
I would say uh, one thing is that they're not uh, that we're all interested in working across disciplinary boundaries. So we're not interested in doing work that could only be answered by our discipline, but rather contributing to bigger questions from our disciplines. So it's not as if we're pretending we're not, uh, you know, in my case, a religion scholar or uh, someone else coming from journalism or that that we're not in these fields, but. We want to see what we can do together. So that collaborative aim, that willingness to work across disciplinary boundaries, I think that's something that unites us. Yeah, I mean, I would add to that. I mean, the motto of Baylor is is for the world, for the church. And there's a sense in which the world is a complicated place, and well, as is the church. Mm-hmm. And so none of us imagine that we have all of the answers. All of us are trained in very particular ways to answer very particular questions, the way in which our discipline shapes them. Um, and that's great. But there's a sense in which our students and, and we lives live, live lives that cross all of those boundaries. And so what we're trying to do is think together um, in ways that we can together work better towards serving the world and serving the church and helping our students see that. And many of them see that better than we do since they're not yet professionally trained in a particular area. And so that's where... Um, the community, the research community, and in fact, the the, the whole kind of collaboration um, emerged. Dr. Martins, let's rewind just a little bit. Uh, the Baylor Ethics Initiative, uh, when and how did it begin? How was it formed? Well, that's, that's a good question. It might depend on who you ask. But um, there's, there's a couple of kind of um, moments that kind of shape how it is today. So probably five or six, maybe even seven years ago, um, we were looking towards uh, kind of cultivating a, a more robust conversation ro- on campus around ethics. And we thought at that time that, well, we need to bring someone really famous or important in, and they can carry this conversation. And then after a while, as we were talking about this and thinking about this, and as Baylor decided to kind of strengthen its research profile and to move towards the R1, um, we realized we have a lot of faculty on campus. We have a lot of resources here. Um, why don't we just work with what we've got and people will want to come here rather than bring someone in to, to develop this thing for us. And so we began then with, uh, with, with a push when, when Baylor committed to R1 with a push towards developing a research community. We didn't want a community that was divided by, um, so we say, public policy statements first. Um, that's in, in a sense why we decided to go research first. If faculty want to speak publicly about what they want to speak publicly, great. That's all perfectly fine. Um, But we want to begin with the good work, and we want to be able to share our good work and talk about our good work amongst amongst ourselves and amongst our students and amongst our colleagues. And then we can work from there so that we have a platform, a shared platform of work from which we can disagree. Um, And the goal then is, as, as we move forward, to model... Um, careful and sustained agreement and disagreement in a society increasingly divided by um, very superficial kind of divisions. Um, They're certainly real divisions, um, but certainly not uh, reflective divisions. And so that's kind of how a very brief thumbnail sketch of the evolution of the project to where it is today. And at least I'm sure you can add more here. Yeah, I mean, I I think early on it was... uh a lot of figuring out what this could be. And we had conversations in the religion department, conversations in the College of Arts and Sciences at Baylor. And there was an early workshop where we gathered 
uh, people. This is about a year or two into the process where we gathered people from around the campus uh, who were interested in various things. And it was largely just, okay, who do we know that's doing things where they would want to explore these ethical issues, these big complex problems? Uh, Can we literally get everybody in a room, (laughs) talk about this thing, and then break out into these groups, which were reflective of the different research groups. And uh, I remember there just being a lot of excitement about that for the first time sitting down with all these scholars that, um, you know, people tell you about, uh, like, oh, when you're talking about your work, someone will say, oh, do you know so-and-so over in this department or so-and-so over at the seminary? They're doing this kind of thing. And for us to just be in the room together actually talking about what could we do if we have the resources to do them together. We are discussing the Baylor Ethics Initiative with Dr. Paul Martins, Initiative Director and Convener of the Global Ethics Research Group, Associate Professor of Ethics at Baylor, and Dr. Elise Edwards, Assistant Professor of Religion and Ethics in Leadership Working Group, co-convener. And I want to ask you both, if you would, can you give us a thumbnail sketch of how you would describe your research if someone asked you kind of what your focus is, and then how, uh, Dr. Edwards, start with you, how the Ethics Initiative sort of helps you uh, tie into that. Sure. Well, my research is uh, in the area of Christian ethics. So I do a lot of contemporary social issues within Christian ethics. But I tend to focus. So so in my teaching, I cover lots of uh, current day topics. In my teaching, in my research, I dive deeper into questions about the production of art and culture and how in particular that relates to concerns about justice for marginalized communities. So I do a lot of work related to race and gender informed by black feminist scholarship and womanist scholarship. I uh, am interested in all sorts of concerns that fall into the umbrella of liberation ethics. So again, this ties back to Christianity in a sense of what does it mean to be free? What does it mean to be uh, pursuing justice uh, motivated by Christian concerns. What about you, Dr. Martins? Well, <clears throat> that's a very good question. Um, my research loosely can be described as global ethics, as as uh, you might guess, given where I fit in this in this whole big program. But I've been doing considerable work lately on human dignity and human rights, um, particularly in interreligious engagements, and. The kinds of questions that are raised when you're talking about human dignity across cultures, across uh, religions, um, can't be solved by one person. And so this is a great forum where I can talk to people in in the business school about how economic relations between the United States and, say, Brazil or or economies in the Middle East play out um, in relation to human beings, the everyday life, or Southeast Asia. And so... I have partners in a variety of parts of the world as well. And so this is the kind of work that cannot be done individually. And one needs to be in conversation um, across disciplines, but also across religious groups to figure out what language even um, works in different contexts. Um, So for example, human rights is in parts of the world, the rights language is seen as an imposition of kind of Western secular values. Well, great, that's not, the best way to move forward then in some of these contexts. What language can we use to communicate the same sorts of um, value of human life that um, is appropriate to these contexts? And we found that dignity is embedded in a variety of religious traditions um, that are resistant to kind of the language of rights. This is a trade-off, um, but 
Is it a way forward? Yeah. Um, is it perfect? Well, probably nothing's perfect. But these are the kinds of engagements then, once you're in the room with other people who can help you understand these things better than you can understand them yourself, um, are, all, are all possible. And that's, in my mind, um, specifically related to my own research, um, why these sorts of things and institutionally are incredibly important to our research agendas. Well, Dr. Martins, I know you're in the uh, Global Ethics uh, Group, and uh, Dr. Edwards, uh, you're in the Ethics and Leadership. And I want to ask you about those, and, and, and really uh, really all of them. Again, the, uh, the four groups are Bioethics, Data Ethics, Ethics and Leadership, and Global Ethics. So uh, could we st- starting with Bioethics, can we just uh, kind of give a brief thumbnail of what, uh, what each of these uh, groups do and what they're about? Sure. The Bioethics Group really focuses on issues that are emerging related to um, new medical technologies and questions about uh, new uh, boundaries, new um, emerging questions raised by science, uh, particularly related to uh, health and, and well-being. And, and one, one piece that we do particularly well in this conversation is questions of disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and oddly enough, um, Despite the fact that you know the Christian Church claims to care for the oppressed and and, and people who are marginalized, um, we're finding and and the research and and you need to talk to Devin Stahl about this, one of our colleagues. Um, we're finding that the church is awfully resistant to creating spaces for um, people with disabilities, um, for for all kinds of reasons. And so it's it's this kind of work as well that is is kind of fitting under the umbrella of bioethics, and it's profoundly important in many ways to the everyday life of, of people in our communities. Absolutely. What about data ethics? <laughs> this one this is a good question. Incredibly important. In many ways, this group was started aspirationally. Um, we we didn't have a lot of research um, expertise in this field. We do have a couple of faculty now who who have training and have worked in AI companies and 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 experiences of this sort. And uh, they're starting a podcast, actually, that, that, that it should be out well any day now. Um, but yeah, this is an incredibly complicated um, part of our existence where technology is, well, our values determined um, by our data um, in, in, in our health um, and, well, you name it, it's, it's there. And so what we're trying to figure out in this group is working on is how do we become humans or, or well, I, remain humans, but sometimes even become humans in a world that's increasingly defined by our technology, whether that's social media or, or um, big data. Dr. Edwards, what about the, uh, the group that you, you convene, Ethics and Leadership? This group uh, started off with a few different names, and, mm-hmm. and at one point we were Ethics in the Professions, which I think helps understand what we're about. Um, this group really brings together scholars from different disciplines, different areas that are related to uh, professional life. So law, music, marketing, ministry, uh, architecture is where my background is. So these are fields that have specialized training uh, to do particular types of work in the world. And we're interested in studying the questions that emerge out of those professions. So our goal is to form a sustained interdisciplinary dialogue around ethics within those professions. So one of the questions we're looking at right now has to do with ethical listening, uh, something that relates to almost all the disciplines represented by our area. Uh, how do we listen to each other well? How do we uh, represent? Que- how do we represent ourselves in ways that um, 
that can be heard and and how do we as organizations listen to disadvantaged groups um, with attention to our own power in that in that dialogue. And uh, Dr. Martin's Global Ethics, uh, the group you convene. Well, this is a real mix. Uh, all of them, in many ways, are real mixes. But this is a real mix of folks who are interested in migration, uh, hunger, the environment, climate, um, economics. And I think one of the, the big research focus um, areas that's coming out of this is the uh, correlation between um, food security, climate, and migration, particularly as it pertains to uh, Central, Central America. Um, that's kind of a research focus of several of our of our faculty, and and some are worried about the political side of this, and some are worried about the environmental side of this, and some are worried about the very human cost of this. Um, so these are these are kind of very complicated issues that can only be dealt with again in in a in a strange mix like this. We are discussing the Baylor Ethics Initiative with Dr. Paul Martins and Dr. Elise Edwards, and. You can take some of these conversations you have in the group. They can obviously inform uh, your teaching or your research. There have even actually been research projects that have uh, developed from this. Uh, Dr. Martins, I'll start with you. Uh, what are some of the ways that these conversations have sort of spilled out of the group into ways that impact uh, students and faculty alike in the work they're doing? Good. That's a, that's a great question. And this is an important question that we're um, wrestling with now, now that we've kind of become uh, a, a real thing as, as a group of scholars. We have um, a variety of programming um, options that are emerging out of this. Uh, one of them is a certificate in bioethics for undergraduate students. Um, there's a four-course sequence they can take um, so they can leave Baylor with a, a real good foundation of, of bioethics as they move towards perhaps a career in medicine or, or, or other, other careers. And we have, we're developing a, a, an MA um, in global ethics shared with uh, Hong Kong Baptist University, um, where a cohort of students will be there for a period of time and then come here for a period of time and, and have a wrestling with kind of the complications of ethics across these cultural and, 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 and all kinds of divides. And so there's curricular pieces that are emerging and new classes are emerging. And in fact, last week, one of the more exciting uh, things that have happened recently is the, uh, the environmental humanities minor that's launching at Baylor in fall um, spent a week um, in the summer ethics seminar and working on new courses or, or new research projects or refining or, or, um, kind of existing projects and, and research agendas um, to incorporate intentionally kind of ethical questions. And so these are ways in which we're, we're beginning to engage students and we're working towards developing, um, well, hopefully funding possibilities, but, but kind of structured ways in which we can support um, students in the uh, National Bioethics Bowl, National Ethics Bowl, and these sort of kind of which seems a little bit odd to be competitive about ethics, but there's a way in which it, it at least gets students engaged in thinking about these questions um, at, at, a, at, at an age where they can still think about these things in new ways. And so we're really working hard now to incorporate um, programming and, and programming options for students to become really part of these things at a deep level. Yeah, in our, in, in our group, we're looking at um, taking this topic that I, I mentioned of ethical listening and developing modules that could be brought into different types of courses. So uh, if we have students who are being trained on how to do ethnography or how to take oral histories, Baylor has a fabulous institute for oral history, uh, we, how do we train students to listen in ways that um, align with the highest ethical principles of honoring the person in front of you, uh, their dignity, as Paul would talk about, um, 
taking note of their life experiences in a way that's attentive to who they are and what they're saying rather than the the kind of research we're trying to maybe extract from them. So we're, we're looking at developing these modules that could be uh, brought into a variety of courses or even a standalone uh, training to, um, to accompany it. So official classes, certificates, and even, uh, I recall, you mentioned Devin Stahl's name earlier. She and Sarah Schnitker developed a, a highly funded research project, if I recall correctly, that grew from this. Is that correct? Yes. And in fact, that the first phase one of that project was was also occurring last week. Um, a bunch of faculty, and at least as part of right, that. Right. I was in already. another one of these overlapping <laughs> uh, areas, right? <laughs> and, and, and these are the kinds of things that have only become possible with this broad initiative. And... Uh, yeah, it's weird that you should say that, but Tuesday morning I'm starting to get excited about ethics in the middle of the holidays here. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, as we head into the final moments of the program, uh, I want to ask you uh, for, for faculty who are interested in getting involved or, or, or students who hear, hear something that piques their interest, what are some ways they can connect with the Baylor Ethics Initiative? Well, the best thing for them to do is to simply reach out, email us, or uh, grab us on campus and have a conversation about this. We really want to support the work that people are doing and to be a resource for that. So if they can come to us with ideas or an explanation of what they're doing and how that fits in with what we're doing, or if they simply are just open to learning and and have some skills that they want to contribute, we're, we're welcoming that too. And I mean, all, all I'd want to add to that is um, we're here to serve the, serve our students and serve our faculty. So if if these um, four kind of research areas don't fit your research agenda or your interests, um, let us know. Um, we're here. We're, we're flexible. And our goal is to make it um, make a community where these sort of conversations are possible. And so happy to start new ones that don't exist anytime. Absolutely. And if you Google Baylor Ethics Initiative, I know from doing this recently, you can find it. It's the uh, first thing that uh, that pops up. Well, Dr. Martins, Dr. Edwards, thanks so much for uh, taking the time today to, uh, to share with us and uh, hope others will join in what you're doing. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Eric. Discussing the Baylor Ethics Initiative today with Dr. Elise Edwards, Assistant Professor of Religion and the co-convener of the Ethics and Leadership Working Group, Dr. Paul Martin, Associate Professor of Ethics and Baylor Ethics Initiative Director and convener of the Global Ethics Research Group. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this end of the programs online at baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections. Baylor Connections.